the path that you want necessarily isn't the path that you're going to go on to, not that that path isn't greater than the one that you had wanted. Hey there, this is Allison and Lindy with Making a Life Podcast, where you can find great inspiration to make a life you absolutely love. We'll be bringing you stories of passion, perseverance, and hope from those who have followed their dreams and made a life they love. It's an honor and privilege to be taking this journey with you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, on today's episode, we sat down with Aaron, owner of Three Trees Woodworking. Having been on many different walks of life, Aaron shares with us how he's found peace and contentment in each one. We hope you listen and feel inspired to be present and intentional in every moment of every day. We will share all of his social links below, and without further ado, let's get to it. Well, hello, Aaron. How are you today? Very good. Good. We're so happy to have you here. Um, for our listeners who don't know anything about you, can you tell them a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Aaron Bestel. I am the owner, maker, not necessarily the idea maker, but um, <laughs> yeah, I am the owner of Three Trees Woodworking, started in my birthday, January 5th of 2021, and yeah, I'm father of two sweet little boys, married to my wife, Jamie, high school sweethearts, and oh. just kind of living our own dream. Our first was born in November of 2019, and I was just having, I was just having a lot of trouble kind of adjusting to the life of parenthood mm-hmm. and fatherhood and trying to be a good partner and husband mm-hmm. and everything and work and everything on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just kind of my way of finding a healthy outlet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I did feel myself kind of getting kind of postpartum. Yeah. My, my, like myself and then having mm-hmm. to try and take care of my wife as well. So yeah, it was just kind of my way of finding a healthy outlet. Mm-hmm. And I've always been handy around the house, kind of made like we made like a fireplace in our house and stuff. And it just kind of clicked that I really like working with my hands and making things that did so, it gives people something to be able to hold on to and like think about I, that I use this or I got this on this special event or this mm-hmm, date right. um, as a very thoughtful gift um, right. and they can use it for a really really long time mm-hmm. or their kids mm-hmm. as well. I really really love that you are bringing up a very important thing that women are not the only ones who can go through postpartum. <laughs> like when you have a child, it changes everything. All the dynamics. Yeah. Everything. And I, I really love that you found a creative outlet because mm-hmm. you can feel stuck otherwise. Stuck in this. Yeah. yeah. It, it was very much that feeling of stuck. And that's, I don't want to necessarily take away from mo- no, her mother postpartum. No, 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 no. But, no. but yes, it, it, it definitely was something that took Mm-hmm. kind of time to process and like right. realize and especially mm-hmm. looking back now right I was like wow that that really was like a really tough time mm-hmm. but yeah being able to mm-hmm. find that healthy outlet yeah. um, because everyone's like oh well you can just exercise or you can do this or this or this really kind of trying to find your niche and what yes re- you really find it enjoyable and just isn't a time waster yeah mm-hmm. I love that when you first did start were you hoping to have it turn into a business or was it really just an outlet for you? It was really just an outlet. It was just kind of time away, not away away, but just mm-hmm. time kind of to remove myself from situations during nap time or when they, when the kids were asleep. But it was, yeah, it was just really that creative outlet. And mm-hmm. then it kind of just turned into, hey, can, can you make this for me? I have a wedding coming up or a birthday or a baptism. And 
um, it just kind of turned into, wow, you know, people actually want me to make them something that actually has meaning. And then, yeah, it just kind of took on its own life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know kind of the, the story behind the name of your business, but could you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so I, for the longest time, was having such a hard time thinking of like, because originally it just started as like, hey, let's just make an Instagram and a Facebook just to kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. put things out there in case anyone saw anything that they would want for someone. But then I, while we were trying to figure that out, I was like, well, it can't just be like Aaron's Woodshop um, or something like <laughs> There's that. There's a lot of so, so, out there. So, <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's a lot. I, I wanted something that was unique and had right. obviously had meaning um, mm-hmm. to myself and my family. So at first... That our first name that I had made was Gray's Wood, like Gray Woodworking because my son Grayson. Okay. Um, but I was like, but I'm gonna have more kids, and yeah. I don't, I don't want them to feel left out. Um, so when I was younger, my grandmother had gifted all of my siblings and I um, a book called The Tale of Three Trees, mm-hmm. and in it it goes about three trees that have all these wants and needs and aspirations for their lives and they find out that they're they think that they're being used for for the purposes that they that they didn't want to mm-hmm. and lo and behold they had been used and turned into something that was useful in the light of Jesus and Christ yeah. specifically like the manger was mm-hmm. one and the mm-hmm. boat that was on was on the sea and then mm-hmm. the cross um, mm-hmm. all of them were used so it was just a book that I hadn't read in a very long time. It was on my son's bookshelf, and mm-hmm. I saw it, and I was like, "Wow, that you know, that's it's a really it's a really good core memory for me of when I received this mm-hmm. book, and just kind of the message of the path that you want necessarily isn't the path that you're going to go on to. Not that mm-hmm. that path isn't greater than the one that you had wanted. That's really beautiful. I get teary eyed thinking of it because it also holds so much meaning and you know, your mission of creating things that can be passed on through generations. Yes. Yep. Like to think of the story of the wood that you're using is going to carry on and on. Mm -hmm. All of my wood and supplies is harvested locally in Mm -hmm. in the Midwest, um, Mm -hmm. other than like the exotic woods. But yeah, just seeing like the rough cut lumber and then being able to kind of surface it down and then putting it to whatever plans it needs to be put into. And then Mm -hmm. once you apply the finish, it's just like, it it doesn't even look the same. It's Mm -hmm. just so crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your pieces are stunning. And it's been really cool to also see as your life kind of progresses, that also your products kind of have progressed with us in the shop and obviously personally. How do you get your creative process going? And how do you come up with your ideas? So starting out, it was just kind of, kind of cutting boards because I loved cooking. I was a uh, mm-hmm. cook in the military mm-hmm. and just kind of at home. Mm-hmm. I'm a very creative type cook and I just really like the kind of the kitchen setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so cutting boards were just kind of the the start of everything. But most of my creative stuff comes from, I'm really trying to expand it to like the kids, mm-hmm. um, the kids realm, especially mm-hmm. like picklers and rockers and Montessori type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so my children are definitely kind of a big inspiration of what what can they test out for me or what, what or what can they really play with in their stage of development. Right. But also my wife just keeps it. She always sends me all this stuff. And um, mm-hmm. a lot of times it'll, so like right now I'm making flight trays for a wine bar goat yoga place oh. that's going to be opening up in Amherst. Um, they had saw me at a craft show and just were like, hey, would you be able to make this? So a lot of, oh, nice. a lot of, 
my more recent stuff is kind of people just reaching out saying, hey, I've seen you made certain things mm -hmm. or something kind of close. Would you be able to kind of tailor it to mm -hmm. what we were thinking? And mm -hmm. I'm very open to just yeah. trying out new things, creating new things. And Neat. that's kind of where the creative, mm -hmm. the creative ideas come from, the process scrolling Instagram, TikTok, yeah. just kind of mm -hmm. kind of seeing what's out there and obviously not duplicating a product, but kind of, like yeah. I said, for the people that have reached out, just kind of tailoring it to mm -hmm. certain interests. I'm really curious to hear a little bit more about, you had mentioned that you're in the military? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I had joined the military, specifically the Army National Guard, when I was 17 in high school. I left for basic training between my junior and senior year of high school, came back, finished my high school, and graduated. And then I had actually went back to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, where I did my basic training and did military police school, which mm -hmm. was kind of the original plan. I was going to be a military police officer mm -hmm. and kind of explore that career path mm -hmm. within the military. Mm -hmm. And then there was this big reorganization, and it was at the time we were living in Stevens Point because mm -hmm. we were still... At that time, I was also going to college at mm -hmm. UWSP. And they were basically, you can drive down to Milwaukee or you can go up to Antigo, which was like half the half the trip was going up to Antigo compared mm -hmm. to going to Milwaukee. And I knew a couple people that were there and I was like, okay, well, what's what would, what would my job be there? Mm -hmm. um, and they had listed off a couple and one of them was cook. And I was like, wow, you know, I've always loved to cook. Army cookies don't necessarily get the best rap. But um, after meeting some of the some of the NCOs and everything up there, it seemed like it would be a really good fit. So that summer, I had went to Devil's Lake, North Dakota, for kind of the cook training, and then came back and did that for six years. And now I'm out and just kind of mm -hmm. here. So you and your wife have gone through a lot of different seasons mm -hmm. together then. Yes, yes, we have been <laughs> around the world and back, yeah. it seems. What has been your favorite season together so far? Hmm, that is a very, very, very good question. <laughs> because I don't, marriage is so crazy. It's, mm -hmm. it's very interesting to hear everything that everyone says about it because a lot of times it's, oh, my wife's always on my back or my mm -hmm. husband's out doing this or whatever. But it's really, it's really interesting to see all of the different facets of marriage, being immersed in it with someone that you love. Mm -hmm. And so I would have to say the best season of marriage, parenthood. Mm -hmm. It's it's just like being able to see someone that you love and growing with them mm -hmm. um, and just seeing them evolve into a person that you never pictured them as. Mm -hmm. um, not that I didn't think that she was going to be a mother. Um, right. But like seeing her, like the way that she loves and cares mm -hmm. for someone as much as you love them and bringing someone into your, bringing children into your life that you didn't even know that there was like that extra part mm -hmm. of you that could care about them so much. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, parenthood definitely has to be my favorite season of mm -hmm. being married. And really, you kind of grew up together. You've probably seen each other grow and evolve because you said you were high school sweethearts, right? Yeah. 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 That's... That's got to be a pretty amazing thing, you know, is to start as high school sweethearts and, and to watch your spouse become a mom. That's, yeah, that's really neat. So do you ever have your older son come into your wood shop with you and, like, help you play around a little bit at all? When we had our house in Wausau, he would come out. I originally, one of the first things that I made was, like, a learning tower for him to help in the kitchen. 
-hmm. going back mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. But then we were, I was able to bring that out into the garage and he was able to kind of be in a safe space, have his own like little table mm -hmm. and little work stuff. Mm -hmm. um, he loves going with me to like Menards, Home Depot, mm -hmm. all like the, um, the hardwood supplier and everything just because he can just run around yeah, yeah um, right. he, and in a relatively safe way yeah. but he can just kind of explore and it's really cool to see him be like wow like just all the different colors of the woods and all the different tools mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. it's yeah mm -hmm. so yeah he he does help me out sometimes for mm -hmm. sure now I know that you consider your wife to be a huge encourager and supporter and she you had mentioned that she'll send you some ideas sometimes yeah. What role does she play in Three Trees Woodworking? She's my product photographer. Mm -hmm. um, she has yeah. her own photography business and everything. Mm -hmm. So she does all of my product photography. Okay. But I also joke that whenever s someone reaches out about something, oh, I talk to my business manager or my <laughs> social, like my marketing director or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she kind of wears those hats, mm -hmm. jokingly and not so jokingly sometimes. Right. Right. And how does, that, how does that work for you guys? Because I, obviously me and my husband, own the business together as well and there's they get he gets to see the good and the bad how does it work for you guys being business partners together it's interesting because she's kind of got her own business and full-time mm -hmm. job as well as me with the business mm -hmm. and full-time job so I would say it she's a little more removed from three trees in the aspect of being like super deeply involved because mm -hmm. right. I'm the maker and everything, mm -hmm. but there are like, there are some like quarrels where it's like, Hey, I need some pictures or I need some products, like stuff to post for Instagram or to send out to people for samples and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so there is, there is just kind of that added pressure of communication, mm -hmm. um, on top of parenthood and mm -hmm. normal life and everything. So mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely a different dynamic of communication mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. kind of is difficult to navigate sometimes. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that you both have full-time jobs in addition to this? Yes, yes. So I am an athletic trainer, which is sports medicine. So I work through Aspirus Health System out of Stevens Point Hospital, mm -hmm. um, and I'm contracted out to PJ Jacobs Junior High and Iola Scandinavia High School. Um, so mm -hmm. I am at pretty much all practices, games for injuries, um, evaluations, rehabs, treatments, all that stuff. And yeah, provide sports medicine coverage basically. Have you always had like an entrepreneurial spirit? Did you kind of always know you wanted to own a business or did it just kind of come naturally? I would say it probably came more naturally than planned. Um, mm -hmm. I'm very much the person that has the ideas but doesn't necessarily know how to execute them or mm -hmm. doesn't have the right thought pattern or process to execute them right. um so yeah I would, I would say it came more naturally for sure i can relate to that i have many wonderful ideas in my head but <laughs> that i never know how to execute yeah. so i can relate to that yeah i remember it was in my undergrad when we took like a like the disc assessment for personalities mm -hmm. and I was definitely the Labrador retriever of the I have all these ideas I have all these and then it's like well but I need other people to kind of give me a little bit of direction <laughs> <laughs> right yes definitely how would you say that your faith guides the path that you're on the journey that you're on 
So I would say that my faith kind of guides my journey in the sense of, like, I, I'm very much a believer of kind of, to me, living in a, in a Christ-centered mm-hmm. um, path, not in the traditional sense of all these rules and everything, but just kind of the bare bones basic of just be a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, be, do things for others that you would want done to you mm-hmm. and um, just, yeah, just be a very good person, caring, compassionate, mm-hmm. compassionate. Caring, compassionate, um, empathetic, sympathetic, mm-hmm. just just really caring about um, everyone. I mean, that's how I lead what I do as my full-time job. Um, mm-hmm. I make sure that every patient knows that they're seen, heard, valued, mm-hmm. make sure that they don't have any questions because especially in the medical field, there's so many words, there's so many yeah. mm-hmm. like yeah. lingo that no one understands. So mm-hmm. just being able to know that I'm there for them um, mm-hmm. and just in general in life, people knowing that I'm there for them. Yeah, I would say that's that's how I would yeah. say that my faith kind of guides my journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's, it's um, I think we can't underestimate the impact. Like you said, even, you know, your, your full-time job as an athletic trainer, we can't underestimate the impact you have on those, you know, young, developing, growing adolescence like mm-hmm. you know just showing them the care um in every area of life that's yeah yeah it's it's very refreshing to not that not that it's like everyone needs to kind of feel the rewards of like I'm doing a good job and everything but I mean I've only been at Iola through Aspirus for a little over a year and they had dedicated their yearbook to me oh uh, because I it just like it really like warms my heart because like yes. I've in that short amount of time I've made such an yes. impact that they like wanted to recognize me in something that's kind of set in stone. Right. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's I I'm very grateful for like just the education that I have because I feel like the not just the sports medicine. So like I I have my bachelor's in athletic training and psychology okay. and then um, my master's in sports psychology. So okay. really, especially after everything that has happened in the past. Yeah, couple years. Yeah. Um, it's been right. a very, it's been a very nice pocket to be able to reach into mm-hmm. to kind of give resources and to be able to give insight to um, the athletes and the students and even the teachers, coaches, mm-hmm. parents, yeah. on kind of how to effectively handle situations, right. not necessarily what their first thought on how to do things are. We had a conversation just the other day um, about, you know, when you, for those that have choose to go to college how it can be difficult to know what you want to do. Did you know what you wanted to do when you first started? I, so I can remember the, the first time I ever thought about what I wanted to do was um, third grade for like a career fair type deal. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was like dress up as you wanted to be. And I wanted to be a doctor because okay. I just loved like medicine, the body, mm-hmm. how everything mm-hmm. works. Um, but then I realized that's a lot of schooling, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which is what a, a lot of people kind of say. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I had gotten injured when I was in high school sports, and I had went to physical therapy, and I was like, this sounds really cool. And then I realized that sometimes it can it's just a lot of clinic work, like okay. inside and right. working yeah. with older patients, which older patients are great. But just that just wasn't kind yeah. of my vibe right. that I was going for. And then um, I had gotten injured. I had gotten injured again, and there was an athletic trainer at that event, and they had kind of helped me. And I was like, "Why? Who is this person? Why are they touching me? Like, yeah. what, like, what, like what is going on?" Because because my my high school didn't have um, any type of sports medicine coverage. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So that and I asked 
they had a student with them that was going to UWSP, and I'd ask them all these questions, and it was just like really interesting to me because I, I love sports, I love mm -hmm. medicine, I love working with athletes and people and everything. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of seemed like, wow, this is like, mm -hmm. like sucks that I got hurt, but like, wow, right. this like this is exactly what I want to do, and mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I went to went to toured UWSP, and it's kind of the rest mm -hmm. is history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, that reiterates that the path, you know, you don't want to get injured, but it exactly. led you, it exactly. led you yeah, to yeah, that. The, you know? yeah. mm -hmm. Along the way in your journey, have you ever had any um, naysayers or anybody who kind of was questioning the path that you were going down? Um, as far as other people, for the path, I don't think other people have necessarily been kind of the naysayers, more so myself. Oh, um, kind of that yeah. self-doubt and mm -hmm. kind of imposter syndrome and everything. Mm -hmm. Would I would definitely say that that would be more of the naysayer would be myself. Mm -hmm. um, especially when it comes to, well, someone else is making this. Or when people are like, well, you know, can you do like $100 cheaper? I, um, <laughs> I, I always always it's probably my biggest downfall i always feel like i have to justify mm -hmm. either prices or materials or time um it's it's one of the things that i strongly dislike that i that i take on to myself that i feel like i feel obligated to do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you found your creative outlet in in your woodworking is there anything else that you do to maybe um Quiet the chaos because you have, you know, two very little children. You have a full-time job. You have your own business. You're married. What are some other things that you do to bring a little bit of calm and peace into your world? I love the outdoors. I love okay. going to sports, watching sports. Mm. Music is mm. um, not. I'm terrible at playing music, <laughs> but listening, right. listening to music. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. With kids, it's just so. You can be completely lost in the day of all the hustling and everything with children. But honestly, just like being with them and like taking on like wholeheartedly like the role as father, mm -hmm. um, not just dad, mm -hmm. is something that helps me kind of slow down at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, like this morning, like, like I said, Grayson ran over my son Brooks's hand with a monster truck with mm -hmm. Bert and Elmo in it. And Brooks was just screaming, crying, and it was just crazy. But then I put some music on our Echo and I just danced with them, yeah. like in my arms. And it was just like, uh, that was just like, wow, this was a terrible morning. Mm -hmm. But there's like these little like shimmers of things that like, it can be like two seconds and it's like, wow, that just, made everything so much better mm -hmm. and another thing I just really that I really use to kind of help myself slow down as well besides kids and work woodworking and everything um, I really have started picking up biking um, especially mm -hmm. with with my kids that like I said I love taking mm -hmm. I love doing things outside so being mm -hmm. able to in point there's a green circle trail which is mm -hmm. like 30 something miles mm -hmm. um, so just taking them out kind of in nature in the little burly bike wagon mm -hmm. and um, just kind of going along with them seeing all the ducks quack quack as Grayson mm -hmm. would say <laughs> um, is definitely something that helps me slow down as well mm -hmm. I recently read something about I don't know who it was but um, a mother who said 
you know, you don't have to worry about those dirty dishes right now. Get down and just play with them, be with them, be present with them, and it'll change everybody's mood. It'll just, you know, it'll perk them up. You'll feel better for it. And I think life is so busy, sometimes we just forget, like, nope, you can slow it down, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there doesn't have to be that, like, going out or event to necessarily right. be the slowing down. You can literally right. just slow down. And keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll wrap things up here. This has been an amazing conversation. So thank you so much. Yeah. Where can our listeners find your stuff? Is there anything exciting or new that they should be looking out for? So there's a couple places. So we have our Instagram, which is at Three Trees Woodwork. And our website is threetreeswoodwork.com. Facebook is Three Trees Woodworking. And then... Um, I currently have products at the local Lawasa shop mm -hmm. and at Process Lowway shop in Stevens Point as well. And then I'm always open to taking orders by DM on Instagram, mm -hmm. messages, any emails, everything. Mm -hmm. um, always open to trying new things because mm -hmm. it just kind of it's nice to break things up every mm -hmm. once in a while. For sure. And we'll link all that information below when we put this out there. Uh, we'd like to end with uh, the same thing for every episode. Okay, I'm ready. All right, so what would you tell somebody who is just starting out on their journey to making a life they love? Finding support. Mm. Um, because you can't always, like, you can't do it yourself all the time. You need either a partner, a loved one, family, friends, um, business partner, whatever. It may be applicable to the situation. Um, being able to... Being able to have that support mm -hmm. is definitely something that I would mm -hmm. put on as probably the best advice that I could yeah. give. Knowing that you have that avenue of support mm -hmm. definitely, it, it lightens the load. Mm -hmm.